Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. This is, as uh, Gary mentioned, this has become a tradition for us that we, at the last uh, Sunday of the, of the school year, sort of, at the choir shares these songs. We also have a little tradition that goes with this, and that is every year, uh, Shelly, uh, whether it's this service or Christmas time, a little tradition as she apologetically says to me, We'll try to give you X amount of minutes for the sermon, as if she has to apologize for that. And uh, we'll end that tradition. We don't have to apologize because we are sharing God's word through music, right? We are sharing God's word. We are, I'm just kidding, Shelly, but we are sharing the Lord's uh, word. We're sharing, we're sharing worship. Let's get that straight. We're sharing, okay. <laughs> we are sharing worship. <laughs> And uh, so it's one of our traditions. We don't have a lot of traditions. We're not a real liturgical church, but you know what? We do have our traditions, don't we? We have our traditions. Tradition. Tradition. Without our traditions, our lives would be as shaky as a fiddler on the roof. And Faith to go up on the roof and play her violin. Or Jenny, take your drums up there and play on, on the roof. Um, what would it be like? Traditions. Sometimes, uh, so I'm just going to bring a short, shorter meditation, by the way. You can all relax. It says message, but this is a shorter meditation this morning, okay? It's not a full-blown sermon this morning. But we should pray. Father, as we look into your word, uh, we just ask for these next few moments uh, that your uh, word would speak to our heart. We have heard your word this morning. The music is your word. The music that has been shared is based on your word, on your scripture. And uh, we continue to worship now by looking into your word for a few moments. And uh, bless each person here. Thank you that they've come to worship you today. In Christ's name, amen. Sometimes I was thinking about this. What's the difference between a tradition, a habit, and a necessity? Uh, You're probably going to eat a meal today, right? At some point. Is that a tradition? Is it a habit? Or is it a necessity? Uh, choir sharing music, worship, gathering, singing, sharing together. Is this a tradition? Is it a habit? Or is it necessary? I think it's all three. I think it's all three. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ, who was fully God and fully man, in his humanity as he came to earth, uh, he had his habits and traditions as well. You know that the Bible tells us. He had his traditions. In the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 4, right after that epical event of the temptation of Jesus, where Satan assailed him, assailed him for those 40 days of tempting him. We have the three specific ones that are mentioned, but the Bible tells us it went on for 40 days. And Jesus was worn out. And and the angels came and ministered to him. And it was right after that. It's right after that as he begins his ministry in Galilee. that You'll notice in verse 16. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Sang that beautiful song about the hands of Joseph that cared for the Lord Jesus Christ. His hometown of Nazareth where Joseph was a carpenter and, and Jesus had followed, I'm sure, in that trade. 
He comes back there, where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, as was his tradition, as was his habit, as was his necessity. He went into the synagogue on Saturday, the day of rest in the Jewish calendar, the seventh day when God rested. Jesus set aside that day, like everybody else, to worship, to rest, to rest from his work, to go to synagogue, and to spend time with the family of God. It says it was his habit, which we can assume he did this every Saturday. He grew up doing this. He grew up doing this on the seventh day, the Shabbat. And he went to the synagogue, as was his habit. And when he went to that synagogue, they also had their habits, their traditions, their necessities that they participated in. And we see exactly what it was. This is one of the earliest written records we have of the early synagogue services in the Gospels of the Bibles. We have this record. It says this. Notice what it says. He went into the synagogue, as was his custom, he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. We know that even during that time, there were, there were cases where the whole book of Isaiah was in one large scroll. In Israel, you can see the facsimile of it. You walk around it, it's so large to see the scroll. They took the scroll of Isaiah. They unrolled the scroll and they handed it to him. He unrolled it. He found the place where it was written, quote, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue was fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He commented on it. They all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. So they're talking about his continued commentary and preaching on this section from Isaiah to the point that they said, is this, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this the carpenter himself? Where did this come from? And Jesus goes on to say, you will quote this proverb, physician, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what you have heard did in Capernaum. And then he goes on to finish preaching. And the, and the result of the preaching was not really good in the sense of the response. In verse 29, the people in the synagogue were furious. And they got up and they wanted to drive him out of town. But we see this tradition. We will see a similar tradition in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts in chapter 13, as the apostle Paul begins his missionary activities. Welcome Gary and Rachel back and Alex from their mission trip to Southeast Asia. We'll get a chance maybe to hear about this, Gary. Um, as they were at this return late uh, Friday night, early Saturday morning, and a uh, wonderful time there in a mission journey uh, to Southeast Asia. Paul went on a mission journey. And, he, and, it, and as he goes on this mission journey, in Acts chapter 13, it says, verse 15, well, in verse 13, from Paphos, Paul and his companions went to Perga, Pamphylia, and then they, and so forth. They tell us their, their itinerary. And he comes to Pisidian Antioch. Another Antioch. There's two Antiochs in Scripture there. After verse 15, after the reading from the law and the prophets, the synagogue rulers sent word to them saying, Brothers, 
If you have a message of encouragement, encouragement is a very important word in the scripture. If you have a word of encouragement, parkaleo, encouragement, if you have this word, speak, please speak. Standing up, Paul motioned with his hand and said, men of Israel and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. Then you read the rest of the sermon and it goes all the way through the end of the chapter almost, goes all the way through uh, as as you come to the end of it. In verse 42, as Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things. Chapter 13, verse 32, on the next Sabbath, and when the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas. They embraced Christ as Savior. And they gathered the next Saturday, it says, and the whole city came. All that to say, they are taking part in a tradition. And the tradition in the first century of, of the Jews that they were part of. They had their traditions. And Jesus, it was his custom. Paul, it was his custom. They would come to synagogue and the normal elements of a synagogue service where they would first gather, they would, they would pronounce the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. They would pronounce this Shema from Deuteronomy and from Numbers. And then there would be the praying by one of the congregants of the Tefillah. And after that, there would be a reading from the Torah, maybe by more people than one or two people, a reading from the prophets, both of them interpreted into Aramaic, the tongue of the people in Judea and in Palestine, from the, from the formal Hebrew to the Aramaic. They would read from both of these sections of Scripture. After that, there would be a sermon based on the readings and then a priestly blessing. And we know that the Psalms were part of their service as well, which is where we began to, to, to get the singing and this recitation of the Psalms. So they had this pattern. They had this habit. They had this tradition of gathering together, opening with a prayer of invocation, the Shema, and then a prayer of blessing, and then a reading from the Torah, the five books of Moses, and a reading from the prophets, and then someone to get up and bring a word of encouragement a word of understanding to explain this, and then a word of teaching. Now, all that, I say all that this morning, as we think of these traditions, for our memory verse, which was uh, so beautifully uh, read to us this morning, from 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we'll close with this. It's just a devotional thought this morning, but I want you to get the background. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, as the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, a young, as he's in this very passage, talks about him being a young person, and don't let people look down on this in verse 12. And he says this to Timothy, who is a pastor. These are the pastoral epistles, Timothy and Titus. He's a pastor. He's at Ephesus, and he's got a big responsibility. And Paul says this, he says, Timothy, verse 13, until I come, devote yourselves, give yourself over. This is serious. Devote yourselves to what? The public reading of Scripture. The Scriptures were handed to Jesus. He unrolled it. He read from Isaiah the prophet. It was the reading for that day, most likely. The Apostle Paul came in the synagogue with Barnabas, and they they unrolled, they read the Scriptures. He said, devote yourselves to the public reading of the Scriptures, the actual reading of God's Word. Read it publicly. Read it together. Timothy, devote yourselves to to this. So this has to be in a public setting when they gathered for worship. 
to preaching. The word there is a word encouragement. It's the same word we find in Acts when they said, Brothers, Paul, do you have a word of encouragement? We, we just read these scriptures. Do you have a word of encouragement based on these scriptures? Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, read the scripture publicly. And then bring a word of encouragement. Apply it. Bring something to people's lives that encourages them, that helps them to appreciate, to understand, to know God's word. And then finally he says this, and to teaching. Take time to, to teach God's word, to pass it on, to explain it. And I just want I just bring this to you this morning. This is our memory verse for this week. Until I come, devote yourself to public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. You can all memorize that verse of this week. I thank the, the Hannock family for coming up here and reading and, uh, and reciting the Scriptures for us. People are doing this. Families are doing this. And we thank you for that, of sharing in this. Verse 14, do not neglect your gift. Timothy, don't, don't, let, don't neglect this. It was given to you when you were ordained when the hands were laid on you through the prophetic message and the body of elders put their hands and ordained you to this ministry. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so everyone may see your progress. And then finally he says, Timothy, watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. As you look at this week's verse and take time to memorize it. I want you also to take time to commit yourself. To commit yourself as sharing in this body of believers and sharing in this local family, this, this body of Christ. That you would commit yourself to holding us accountable as pastors and leaders. That you would demand that we focus on God's Word, whether it's through the music, through the Scriptures, through the worship that we gather here. We are not here to entertain we are not here to entertain you. Um, you know, I want you to be happy, and I hope you enjoy your time here. But that's not what we're here for. These are not entertainers. We are here to minister. And as part of this family of God, you have a responsibility to hold us to that. And as leaders, we have a responsibility to, to be held by God to that and together to work together that as we move forward, with our church ministry, that it will always be focused on the Word of God, which leads us to God and to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the cross of Calvary. Friends, that's why we are here today. And I just want you to know, this tradition of gathering, of reading God's Word, of praying, of sharing music through God's Word, of exhorting, of bringing you a word of encouragement and understanding and trying to work through these scriptures together. Just before the service today, I talked to a couple individuals in the church that asked me to, 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 to remember in prayer this week some, some important things in their lives. And over the last weeks, I've talked to several of you. You say, hey, Pastor, could you remember to pray? And, and the songs you sang today, I, I, I know, bring encouragement and hope to so many of those songs. We look at the words on the board above us here. Remind us that in these times where where we, we come before God and we, and we need His help and we want... It's, 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 it's God who's there. It's God we're talking about who is there to help us, who loves us, and who cares for us. And friends, every time we meet like this, we are joining the millions of people who have gathered 
for over 2,000 years in all sorts of circumstances to come together, to read his word, to bring encouragement, to learn it, to worship, and to minister to one another. This is our tradition. Friends, without these traditions, indeed our lives would be as shaky as a fiddler on the roof. These are good traditions. These are good habits. These are necessities. Let me close with this. The second century, second century, about a hundred years after the time of the apostles, when the early Christian fathers who came to Christ, came to Christ Justin Martyr, who gave his life, he, he was martyred. He was killed for his faith. But he says this already in that time, he says, on the day called Sunday, all who live in cities or in country gather together at one place. The memoirs of the apostles, that is the epistles, the memoirs of the apostles or the writings of the prophets are read as long as time permits. Then when the reader has ceased, the president verbally instructs and exhorts the imitation of these good things. Then we all rise together and we pray. Sunday is the day on which we all hold our common assembly. It is the first day of which God, having brought a change in the darkness and matter, made the world. And Jesus Christ, our Savior, on the same day rose from the dead. He was crucified on the day before that of Saturn, Saturday. And on after that day of Saturday, which is the day of sun, having appeared to his apostles and disciples, he taught them these things, and we have submitted these also for your consideration. And we still gather today as they did in that early church. First day of the week. To worship. To pray. To hear God's word. To learn from God's word. And to be encouraged. And music is a beautiful and a wonderful part of that instruction. As Paul says, if you teach and admonish one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Making melody in your hearts unto the Lord. So we're going to close our service with one more special number, and thank you so much for the songs you've sung. And if you're interested in choir ministry, talk to John, talk to Shelley. If you'd be interested in being part of the choir ministry, they'll begin again next fall. But uh, we treasure this tradition of you sharing, and we don't take for granted all that goes into it because we know you're here because you love the Lord, you're serving God, you're drawing our hearts to God, and we thank you so much for that. John, come and lead us, and thank you, John, for your service as well. Thank you, choir. Thank you for your ministry, your labor, and service of love. Thank you for coming today. Uh, we have another tradition. Among our traditions at church, we honor our high school graduates. And next week, Pastor Kevin will be leading the service. And as you go out today, we have a flyer with the uh, information about the three, uh, the three young guys. Uh, we started a new tradition this year. Our uh, Bible instruction class graduates were all guys, and our, our high school graduates are all guys. So you guys quit scaring the girls away. But anyway... Uh, he's gonna, he and Candace will be passing these out in the narthex. And Holly will be with you, okay? So make sure you take one and uh, receive one of those, mm -hmm. take them with you. And uh, again, thank you for coming. And if we could be of any assistance to you in your spiritual lives, never hesitate to call us. Uh, we are here to minister and serve to you. Earlier, our, oh, we have another tradition too we started this year. That is uh, uh, Joel Lindell makes hamburgers after lunch 
as it was a fundraiser for our mission trip. They raised all their money, and Joe's still making hamburgers. So, uh, well, the extra money will go toward the ministry as the young people go this summer. So they'll be doing that this afternoon after church as well. One of the songs you sang to us, uh, really, I really enjoyed it, all of them, but uh, shine on us. The Lord's face to shine on us. So let's bow our heads and uh, let's close our service with another tradition from the Old Testament. On this way you shall bless the children of Israel. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. So shall they put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. God bless you and thank you for joining us today.